This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tool. Back again with you guys for another episode of our phone in Let's Talk Arsenal series. This is the show in which we have a chat to the people that would like to come on and have a conversation about a specific topic. And today's topic is focusing around Mikel Arteta and his brand new contract. Now, if you tuned in to this morning's show at 8 a.m. Uh, when I announced that we were going to be doing this, you'll know that this specifically is a show trying to get into the minds of you know people that aren't necessarily so happy about the decision kind of understand why uh they're not so happy about this um and thankfully you know a few people have, have contacted throughout the day i was actually quite surprised a lot of people contacted me to get in, involved with the show and then when i asked them whether they or not they was happy with the contract they were and i was like eh, you know we're kind of looking down the other direction today and i think a lot of the comments from yesterday's show when we did the members show uh, a few people felt like it was unbalanced that you know it was a bit of an echo chamber and so today is the chance to you know balance things and, and to get the thoughts so we've got some uh, guests lined up already to come on uh, today's show and have a bit of a chat uh, fingers crossed they're going to be here to turning up very very soon and others as well a little bit later on got no time constraints on this i'm happy to chill and have a chat for as long as we need to. Um, so if you disagree with Arteta's new deal, you can get in contact via Twitter and Instagram. DMs are open on both platforms and uh, you'll be able to join in the show um, if you get a reply from me. Hopefully I'll see them. I'm multitasking effectively this day. I run the show, talk to the guests that are on and sort out any other guests that would like to come on as well. So you can imagine it's going to be quite busy over the next hour plus uh, that we're doing this. That's how you get involved. You need to be over 18, have a quiet place to record, have a camera, uh, microphone. It can be, of course, using headphones if that's the way in which you want to go down the route. That's absolutely fine. Um just any way you can record in a quiet place and you'd like to get on and have a talk about the fact that you're not happy, specifically not happy about Mikel Arteta's new deal. I'd love to talk to you. So we're going to get our first guests on very, very soon. Let's just say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be 
in the world uh, this evening into the chat box. Good morning, good afternoon to Paul Maximius. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Mr. Dazen, this is going to be a fun one. I hope so. Hopefully it's a good conversation. Um, that's what I want to understand from people's perspectives. Good morning to, and good afternoon to Rancid, Steve Stone, to Noah, to Lynn. I hope you're doing all good and well. Owen, thank you for joining us, mate. Chris, uh, we've got uh, Terence in here as well. Gunny Guna. Uh, as well joining us too as i said before if you'd like to get on the show send us a dm and we will sort this out arsenal analyzed uh good afternoon to you mate uh good stuff um to some messages about coming on the show good stuff getting interest already good to see that hopefully we can get some people on soon wilson says why on earth are some opposition players and pundits so bitter about Arsenal, Tom. Come on, man. Maybe we can answer that question today. Uh, Manu says, have you actually found these people? Uh, well, you're going to see. You're going to see. We're going to have a good chat in just a second. Uh, Jason, good afternoon to you, mates. A pint and a podcast. Happy days. You can't really be complaining about life if you've got a pint and a podcast in your hand. Let's uh, let's crack on then for today's show and bring on our first guest. I'm very, very happy uh, to be welcomed by Luca. How you doing, Luca? Are you good? Big up, man. Big up, man. Thanks for inviting me on. That's really, really great and all that. No problem at all. I mean, first of all, you've got your own channel. Give that a shout out. To yeah, um, yeah well, I've got a channel. Um, yes, I, it's, this is Luca's Life. Type it in there. It's, it's on the bottom of the zone. I do Arsenal content on also. Um, I do mainly do Arsenal content. I do um, FIFA streams. I do um, day out vlogs as well. And um, But no, check it out. It's really great. And we are on the road to 1,700 subscribers. Amazing work, mate. Uh, I mean, uh, vlogging is something I've I've always wanted to do, and I never find the confidence. So props to you <laughs> for doing that, because yeah, it does take confidence to do it, and I haven't quite got there yet. Um, let's let's get straight into it, Luca, um, and talk about Mikel Arteta, because obviously you're not happy. You know, at the moment you disagree with the idea of signing him up to a new deal. So just to lay kind of the groundwork out. Tell me why you're unhappy about the new the reason contract. why. And this is this is what I don't get right, and the trouble is, the, I'm I'm a Mikel Arteta out because mm. I just look at it like, look, look. Yes, he's done very well. The first three games at the start of the season, like we were going in, into the international break, thinking, right, okay, September last year, zero points. The pressure was on. We got slapped, and I can understand the Brentford game. Yeah, we had a lot of players due to COVID. Chelsea and Manchester City was just understandable to lose. Yes, he's turned it around. I get that. And he's, we're doing very well and the players are listening and we are in a top four mix. No one expected us to get top four. I said this on my channel. I expected us to finish outside mm-hmm. European football. And for me, I look at the reason why, like, I think three years is a bit too much for me because what if we don't get top four? Then that's the thing. And if you don't get top four, then why are you giving a manager, right, mm-hmm. a three-year contract? Whereas, can you just not sign the contract until maybe in the summer and see what he does? Because this summer is huge. And if we get Champions League football, I said on my channel, right, I said, I'm willing to give him a chance mm-hmm. and not sign the contract. And it's about if we get top four this season, and then it ha- we have to build from it. It's no good getting top four from this season. And then not addressing anything in the summer, not getting the right players, then where are we gonna, where are we going to be going? Because this is what I'm worried about. Because Arteta's looking at it thinking, right, okay, I've got this three year contract. I need three years. I don't want a situation like the previous managers have done, like Unai Emery and that. And then like like I'm hearing people saying that within these three years, 
He might not last three years. He might get sacked in those if things don't go well. Say if we don't get top four this season, mm. I think we'll get top four. But if, if, if we don't get top four and if we don't get it next season, and if we and, and with Europa League, players like Saka, Smith-Rowe, all them lot getting injured, playing three days a week, yeah. that is going to be worrying. And we've had situations like this before because we don't want to go back into square one. And, and I know people are saying that, yes, there's a process and all that. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. For me, I'm one of those fans where I don't believe in any of the process. Okay. But, but the trouble is, he is doing well. Right now, look, the last four games, right, we'll back him because we haven't completed the, the fourth spot yet. Mm. You backed him before that, though. As in you backed him, as in you've wanted him to succeed, though. Well, yeah, look, the thing is, right, on the day, right, I would, if he does well, I will praise him. And yeah. that's it. I'm not going to be Fair one play. of those... I'm not going to be one of those fans thinking, right, okay, well done, he's done well, I want him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not his biggest fan because I don't see this manager if he's going to get a league title. He needs to prove to me that he can start challenging and we've got a build from top four and all that. So, look, he's got a three-year contract now. We can't do anything about it. We're going to have to back him, okay? And, we, and, it, and it is what it is. Some people might say, Guna Talk, that he might not be there in the three years. He might not be there. Like I don't know what you think. As I don't know what you think. Do you honestly think he's going to last three years if things go wrong, or do you feel like I don't know what you? If things go wrong, I think you look back to the Unai Emery situation when things went wrong, they sacked him. Um, So you know, I think the club's got potential to see when things go wrong that they will. Um, However. What I think about the difference between, say, Unai Emery and Arteta is that I think that there's, there's a backing behind, you know, Arteta that wasn't necessarily the same level as it was for Unai Emery. And that's why they've they've given him this new deal. I think they think they've seen enough this season uh, and in the summer prior to the season to suggest that he is the right manager for the job, taking us in the right direction. Just, just to ask you a couple more questions about this, just to kind of, you know, better understand where your head's at on this. Um, before the season, you said you didn't think we were going to get top four. Right. Where did you think we were going to finish? I thought we were going to finish between 8th and 10th. Okay. So the fact that we finished, or the fact that we've challenged at the moment for a top four place, the lowest we can finish is 6th, most likely the lowest we can finish is 5th because of how far we are ahead of Man United with the amount of games we've played. So the lowest now we really, realistically, we can finish being 5th. Why, if your expectation was 8th, ninth, whatever, um, the fact that we are in this situation and that clearly we've overachieved your expectation does that not equate a new deal for you? Look, look, I understand that. And yes, he has signed a three-year contract. I get that. But but the thing is, it's about if he gets top four. And, and, and for me, yes, this season, right, yes, okay, fair enough. Like, I didn't expect we weren't going to improve, like finishing outside of Europe. And I've seen other teams. Mm. It's worked. Like, you've seen Chelsea. You've seen an elite manager like Conte, right? Whereas he's gone from tenth to the eleventh, do I do I think he deserves a contract? Well, yeah, of course, but 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 the thing is, I wouldn't give it three years. I think three years is a bit. It's too two much. years though. It's not three. It's two years, but an option an option for free. But 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 the thing is, I get that, and and the trouble is, and I know two years isn't a bad thing, mm. and he does deserve the contract. But I just look at it right, and I just feel like, are we going to be going anywhere? That's the thing. 
That's the well, thing. I think that you look at this season. Let me. I mean, from my perspective, okay. Let's let's ask you because it's better to get from your perspective. What yeah, do you funny. think Arteta's successes have been during the time that he's been here? The, what has the good things been that he's that the he's good done things that he's done is is for me that he's won the FA Cup. Like mm. he's come in, he's managed to settle down. Yes, he did lose his first game in charge. Um, he drew that game. I think it was Bournemouth. But yeah. but the thing is. He's he's the youth as well. He's done very well. He's managed to, to deal with players like Saka, Smith Rowe, um, Martinelli, Tommy Asu. And that's the positive he's done. And for me, and for me, um, I just look at it right and I, and Saka and Martinelli and Smith Rowe has done very well. And yes, the only issue I have with him with Saka is, is that he's overplaying him too much. That's the only thing, and he needs a he needs a break. And I know we had international break uh, a couple of months ago, mm. and he did have a bit of a break in between. But for me, I look at it. That's the positive thing about Arteta. He's he's there's there's a culture around the football club. There's mm. something about where he's getting like Odegaard playing well. He's got the best out of Odegaard. Look, I wasn't when we got Martin Odegaard on a permanent deal. Alone. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. his biggest fan. I wanted James Madison. Mm, yeah, so a lot. But, of fans. but the thing is, I still think Madison's a great player. And for me, you know, what I mean, I get where you're coming from. But the yeah. only negative, the only negative I will say about this is that is Saliba. He's not giving Saliba a chance. He's only played one preseason friendly, and that was against Milton Keynes Dons. And then. Gwendozi for me, like yes, I know Gwendozi has an attitude problem, but I still think there's a player in it. And yes, people might say, yeah, oh, it's the French league, but Gwendozi's gone to improve it, and I'll bring him back, like hundred percent. I bring him back, and for me, I think he's better than Xhaka, in my opinion. And I know Granite Xhaka has really stepped up this season. I think Xhaka mm. has had a good season overall, but I still don't think that. After the mistakes he's made in the past, I don't think he's not all that, but he has had a good season. He's been great recently. And for me, the players, look, I look at it right, and I think the players, what Arteta's got the best out of, like Saka, Smith, mm. Rock, Odegaard, all them lot, that's great. That's great. But the trouble is, like, with Xhaka and all them lot, I'm just thinking, right, are they going to be good? In the next previous seasons, that's the problem. Well, okay, let's let's tackle that. So, from when I asked you the question about you know what what the successes we've got, he won the FA Cup. You know, he's done good things with the youth. Two things that yeah, I would agree with you, done well. I yes. think to add to that, you know, he's overachieved. In, in you know, for, I thought we would finish probably about sixth this season, um, fifth, sixth. So he's probably overachieved in my view. He's definitely overachieved in your view. He has, you look, finish... he has improved. He has improved. Like I said at the start of the season on my channel, I said, oh, let's aim top six. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I'm thinking if we weren't in a top four well, race... If, so if we've done that, though, and you said, let's aim top six, but you're saying that he should... I'm, I, I don't want to pre presume. Do you want him out? Like, do you want him gone? If you look, if you could sack look, him today, would you sack look, him? I wouldn't sack him now, but I'm not his biggest but you wouldn't renew his contract, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I, I just need to clarify that, that because if you've said there time. that you think that... You know, you thought we'd finish eighth, ninth, which is fine. You know, I don't I think you, you certainly aren't alone in thinking that at the start of the season. A lot of people thought that. We've overachieved in that view. Yeah. We've improved the youth. We've won an FA Cup in 2020, which I think, you know, let's not focus on the past. Let's dwell on what we've actually done this season. 
We've moved out a hell of a lot of deadwoods. How many of Arsenal? How many of us Arsenal fans called for Mustafi, for Chambers, for Skratis, for Özil? You know these players to get moved on for Bellerin, Kalasinac, Mkhitaryan, players that weren't good enough. You know, moved them on in his tenure, and in his tenure, he's brought in as players that you've praised just a second ago: Tomiyasu, Erdegaard. You know, Benoit, I think has been brilliant this season. Ramsdale's come in and been a really good addition at goalkeeper. Gabriel. Thomas Partey. In fact, you know, four of the five starting back five, including the keeper, are his signings that have taken us to this level where we're competing. You think about the wage bill that's been reduced as well. We were overpaying for players in wages. We've reduced that. We've reduced the average age of the squads to build ourselves this foundation where in the summer of 2022, we can go out and hopefully, if Edu is, is honest in what he's saying, go out and sign two, one or two big players on top of some other signings. And he's improved his defence. I mean, we've not conceded a set piece this entire season. And he appointed Nicholas Jova that helped with that. So when you can take all of those things into consideration and the fact that obviously we have the chance of finishing in the Champions League this season, what what is the argument to say that a new contract with a year left on his deal is not the right choice? I just feel, look, look I understand where you're coming from. And look, I just feel giving him a what like, a two-year contract with an option Asian. I just feel like, look, like I said earlier, and I, I and I just feel like maybe like give him to see what he does in the summer. And yes, he probably does deserve it because yes, I expected this to finish in the top six, eight, tenth at the start mm-hmm. of the season. Mm-hmm. Yes, has he overachieved? Has he achieved something? Yeah, he has. He's got us mm-hmm. into the top four. I'm willing to give him a chance. Yeah, but the trouble is, my only issue is right. We want to be challenging, okay? And yeah. I know people are going to be saying in the comments, we're not Liverpool and Manchester City. I get that. Not yet. But no. the problem is, like, this is what baffles me. And uh, Like people say, Jurgen Klopp, it took four years. But the thing is, why are people comparing Jurgen Klopp to Arteta within the next four years? Because the job is, this isn't Jurgen Klopp. Hmm. Jurgen Klopp's different. Klopp done it. And I think yeah. it, like someone said in the comments... Right, it comes down to recruitment. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think the recruitment's good at the moment. Okay. I think the only issue we need to do is is do what Liverpool did. Look at Andy Robinson, they got players like that. I think we can do that. Maybe go to the Leicesters, the Brightons, the Palaces, look at those. These players are looking good. And if you could do that, that that's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. So but the trouble is, I'll give him a chance, see what he does this season. I do think we will get top four this season because we're looking yeah. good at the moment. But it's about the long term. Is this what? manager going to actually progress? That is my only worry. But everything else, the positive I will say is he's doing well. He's getting the best out of the players. He's looking good. So what what would have had to have happened for you to say, you know, he's deserved that contract? You know, he got a year left on his deal. You know, most most clubs would make a decision on a coach you know, a year with a year remaining. That's what most clubs would do. Um, so with that threshold being around this point, what would have had to have happened this season? Because you've listed, you know, a lot of positive stuff. And, you know, some of the criticisms that you've labelled, I think, you know, are fair. But what would have had to have happened this season for you to say, yeah, you know what, he deserves that new deal? Look, this season, right, is obviously that he, he didn't expect we weren't going to get top four, right? Even, like, I think I don't know, I think Josh Conkey said, or someone said the other day... Edu said he hadn't set a target on the season. No, and and apparently the board was saying that we're ahead of schedule, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Fair enough, we are ahead of schedule. They are right about that. The board do get things wrong at times, but we are ahead of schedule. 
But saying that if you're ahead of schedule, yeah, okay, that's great. We're in the top four. We haven't been in the Champions League for what? since We haven't qualified since, what, 15, 16 seasons or something like that it was? So for me, yeah, okay, they can actually say that. I can't remember what year it was. Yeah, but, yeah. But, it was uh, six, 2016 was the year we, the yeah, last time we qualified. Yeah, yeah but, the trouble, last year. but the trouble is, right, when they say that 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 we've gone ahead and actually saying that we've we've overachieved, yeah, fair enough, that's that. But what would I, I want to know from you? What would have had to have happened this season so that you could have sat on your channel and said, you know what, Arteta's done great. He deserves a new two-year extension. What would have had to have happened? That's all but I want I'm, to know. I, yeah, that's absolutely fine. I think I think overall, I, look, he might deserve a contract for this season. Yes, he has overachieved. Well done. He gets top four. He gets a contract. But I'm just worried about whether he's actually going to bring, like, like he's treated, yeah. look, he's got, look, the, another positive I will take on, on the note is he's managed to deal with Mesut Ozil's situation, right? He managed to deal with Kalasniak, Deadwood and that. He is learning. Yeah. And that, but it's just about the long look. He does deserve a contract. Okay, so he does deserve the contract. Yeah, but that—that's—that's that's my confusion is because obviously when we spoke before, you know, and I watched your, I, I, because I, you know, I, I, you said you had a channel, so I went and watched a couple yeah. of your videos, and um, you know, after we lost to Brighton in one of your videos, you called him a PE teacher, which you know you're entitled to the, the view of that, and that you wanted Ancelotti. That was the person that you wanted. Look, you know. Ancelotti was was one of my first managers I wanted, and for mm. me, in the first place, but he nearly took Everton. He took Everton to the point where they nearly but go down. You know, is that Real Madrid? Look what he's achieving. I he's think at Real Madrid. Like that's the, that's yeah, the I know sentence. he's at Real Madrid, and I know Real Madrid are different compared to Everton. I totally respect that, mm. but I think. We needed at the time before Arteta came in. I was thinking, right, okay, you just bring in the manager in. Whereas, okay, fair enough, you give him a chance, see what see what he does. But so, yeah, go, go on. So, no, sorry, sorry, go, go, go. Sorry, no, no, but, um, but no. As I was saying, you're thinking, right, okay, you're bringing the manager in, right? And then you're thinking, when he first came in a couple of years ago, you're thinking, why are you bringing a PE teacher? Manager, right? Whereas he's not a PE teacher, is he? Though he's, you know, he's, time, he's a coach. <laughs> at the time, because all he was doing was sitting cones around Pep Guardiola. But was he doing so, that? Is that what you think he was doing at Pep? Because if that's what he was point. doing, to be honest, I'll be very, I'll be very blunt here. If, if if your opinion of him was that he was laying out cones for Pep Guardiola, the fact that someone that was laying out cones for Pep Guardiola is coming to Arsenal and achieved all those positives that you yourself just listed, that's. Pretty incredible, you know, for a PE teacher to go and achieve that. That's pretty insane. No, I'm enjoying Arsenal at the moment. And and the trouble is watching games at the moment. I'm seeing improvement and it's looking great at the moment. Yeah. It's great to be an Arsenal fan. I'm, I just want to get Champions League football. So do I. And yeah. if he gets Champions League football, and if we do improve on that, then I'm willing to come say, you know what? He deserves it. He deserves it. And I think at the moment, Fair at enough. this point of time, I think he, did, he does deserve the contract, but I wouldn't give him a long-term deal. I'd give him maybe... Give I don't think two years is, is long-term. I think Pardew seven years or a five-year clock deal, that's that's long-term. I don't think going from 2023, which is when his deal expired, to 2025 is long-term. You know, I think that's I think that's a, you know, a fair a fair reflection. Oh, it's not committed us too long. It's not given him one year. Cause I mean, why, if you're a manager, why would you sign one year? You're not going to, you know, that doesn't show any faith in you. Why would you sign the deal? So I think going from 2023 to 2025, 
I think is fair. Luca, I've got uh, my next person who's yeah. going to be coming on the yeah. line. I, I have to say, you know, fair, fair play for coming on the channel is, is yeah, what I have no to say problem. because I know that there's been a lot of opposition to the point of view because I know, you know, from where I sit and people listen to the channel, they're going to be very much on, on where I'm at, which is fair. But fair play to you for coming on the channel, mate. And and again, give yourself a shout out and your channel as well. Yeah, thank you very much for inviting me on. My pleasure. Um, absolutely brilliant and a great show and uh, big up to everyone in the comments. You lot are real ones here. And for me, um, no, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, This Is Luca's Life, uh, with apostrophe. Just type in Arsenal if you can't find it. And uh, follow me on uh, Instagram. Follow me on Twitter, MartinLEAFC1. Thank you very much for letting me coming on. Much appreciated. I'll let you get on. And, uh, great show as always. And uh, I'll see you soon, yeah? Have a good one. See you soon. Pleasure. Bye. Have a good one, mate. See you later. A massive thank you to Luca. Um, I was watching the chat box a lot of the time that Luca was on. Uh, you know, I had to block a few people, which is a shame. Look, I get that you that you guys subscribe to me for my view. And, you know, my view has been very, you know, positively towards Arteta for the most point that I've been here. But if someone's coming on the show and raising a different point of view, you've got to respect it. You've got to respect a different opinion. Because, you know, I've offered this opportunity for other people that aren't in the same mind to a lot and they haven't taken it. And you've got to say fair play to someone for, you know, coming on the channel and having a chat about it. Speaking of which, let's bring in our next guest. It's SA. How you doing, SA? Are you good? Hi, Tom. How you doing? I'm very good, mate. Am I pronouncing your name correctly? I just want to make sure yeah, I'm not disrespecting it. Yes, Brilliant stuff. Thanks for, good. That's, great. Thanks he's for a having big me. teacher and reading registers, helping me out there. Um, how are you doing? You good? You well? Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks. Good, good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, we had a, a conversation, obviously, in the comment section of a previous video, didn't we? Um, yes. And I think the point that you raised, and I don't want to misquote you, so do tell me if I'm wrong. I think the point that you raised was about that you felt that the top four challenge this season, you know, it, it's not unexpected uh, that we're in a top four challenge. Is, is that fair? Is that fair? Well, um, I think we, sometimes as a fan base, we don't really um, aim, high, aim high enough. Mm. And um, what do I mean by that? First, let me really explain our position as a club. Go for it, man. Are we a top six club? Do you think we sh we are in the big, we are among the big six? Yes, I do. Yeah. Very good. Thanks. And if you think we, we, we are meant to be in the big six mm. and we finished eight twice, yeah, because of Ateta, that was not really okay. Because I think we should have probably broken into the top six. But fair <laughs> enough, I'll give I'll cut Ateta some slacks because he's trying to fix, he's trying to build. Sometimes you have to take some steps backwards to sure. move forwards. However, this season, having spent about one hundred and sixty million, and not being in Europe, we should be breaking into the top four. And I'll tell you why. As a top six club, as, as a club being in the top six, we should be breaking into the top four because we don't really have enough Europe. We don't have European commitments. We don't have anything to take our time. So we should be able to channel all our energy and do really well. And that's mm -hmm. why I knew all along that if we, if Ateta is really doing what he's meant to be doing right, we should be in the top four. So I'm not surprised we're yeah. where we are. I'm, I'm a bit shocked. So many people keep saying, oh, we should be sixth. Oh, fifth is what I target. Oh, fifth, sixth. Oh, that's fifth, an awful sixth. impression no. of me, by the way. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's wrong. Yeah. That, I mean, I've been seeing people say that. Like, why should we be sixth after spending one, once 50 million, no mm. European commitment? Yeah. Look at Chelsea. They won the league. The other season, they had a very poor season. They came 10th. And then without European commitment, they won the league the next season. 
So I'm not expecting us to win the league, but I'm expecting us to be at least third and fourth. And I think we would have made third this season. Mm. Looking back, we didn't sign Tomiyasu on time. We didn't yeah. sign um, 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 Odegaard on time. Imagine Ramsey. if we had those guys pre-season. Our first game against Brentford, we won that game. The mm. second game um, against Chelsea, we probably took a point or we beat Chelsea. We probably will be uh, 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 be um, in third place by now. So, the... no, sorry, think, go on, keep going, keep going. Yeah, so I just think we need to we need to start seeing the bigger picture and start and stop calling ourselves a, a mid table team. We're not a mid table team. Mm. The second tiers after the top six, the second tier teams are the Leicester's, the Wolverhampton, uh, and um, and uh, West Ham. That's that, yeah. yeah, that that that's that that's that's the next tier. We're not in that league, even no. though we finished it twice. Sure. People keep getting that wrong. Yes, we finished it twice, but that's not where we belong to. Mm. That's not our natural habitat. If you let me use that word, yeah, no, I use that <laughs> so, all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's not our natural habitat. We're a top six team, so we should be breaking into the top four. Now, let, just before, just before I let you answer your question, uh, before you okay. um, ask your question, if let's say God forbid. Man U don't make top seven this season, which is still possible. Let's say they don't, and Ten Hag is given 160 million in the summer by the Glazers. Do you think Man U would finish in the top? Would finish outside the top four next season? I want your honest answer on this, Tom. Do I think the Man United would finish outside the top four next season? Yes, if they're given 150 million. Yes, I do. Why do you think so? Because I think Eric Ten Hag is going to be building something. So I think they are going to get sure. rid of a hell of a lot of players. And I think they're going to replace them with players that might not necessarily be able to give their peak next season. And so because of yes. that, and I think that Arsenal were basically a year ahead of United in terms of their build. So that you would look yes. at the players that we would sign in the summer. And Edu, you know what he talks about, if he's telling the truth, wants to sign one or two big players on top of the usual signings that we would do. You look at Chelsea, you know, Chelsea are a team that won the Champions League last season um, and would be expected with their new ownership takeover that's going through now. They're probably going to spend, you know, the idea that they wouldn't spend because Abramovich isn't there anymore. You know, it's a fantasy. They are still going to spend some money. They are still going to try and look to improve the team. They're going to have someone like Ben Chilwell come back, who's been out for the majority this season as well, which is a big, big plus on someone like Marcus Alonso. It's a big step up. Yeah. So, And they've already got players like Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, players that are gradually getting better because they're young and they're improving. Reese James as well. Man City and Liverpool exactly. are clear. We know that. And then you've got us. And as yes. I said, I think we're a year ahead of Manchester United. So next season, Man United get rid of the likes of Paul Pogba, Mata, Matic, maybe Ronaldo, who knows? And they spend 150 million on players. I think we were talking this morning uh, about Ekatike on the 8am show, Darwin Nunez. You know, these are young guys that are going to have to transition and join. So, yeah, my expectation is that they, yeah, they probably would finish out the top four because I think Chelsea, City, and Liverpool are better. And I think we should be finishing above Man United definitely next season because they're going to be on that first step of their rebuild. Does that, does that answer your question? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So, what I kind of want to know is based on what you said there about, you know, the expectation about where we should finish is say we had Champions League football or Europa League football this season with the squad of players that we had. Where do you think we would be in the league if we'd have had European football this season? Realistically, maybe fifth or fourth if we if we if we're fortunate. So the same as where we are now. Yeah, if we had European commitments, yes. So if the European commitment means that we'd be fourth or fifth, which is about the same as we are now, why did you say that without this is a without, this, without European Because without European commitment, it's it's like, you know, having to travel on the Tuesday nights to 
to to Germany, coming back on the Thursday, only to go to yeah. Leicester on a Saturday. Players could get tired. You know, mm. I, I I understand that. You know, they could be fatigued, creeping in. You know, and it's natural. Oh, and we don't really have that big. And we, and, we don't, and we don't really have a big team as well. I know I agree with you. I absolutely 100%. But my issue is, is that I asked you where you think we would finish if we had European football and you said fourth, fifth. But that's where we are without it. Yes, you know without it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sorry, you're effectively maybe. saying there's no difference. That's what you're saying. No, what I'm your saying expectation is, is if we finish fourth, fifth with European football, but without it, we are fourth, fifth right now. Yeah, we are for fit, but if but without European football, we probably should be aiming higher. That's what I'm saying. We probably should be going for third, not where we are right now. Okay, if we had no right. European, but with European commitments, I probably would say, okay, well, maybe some games we might get tired, we might lose. But this is where I think we need to start thinking and start seeing ourselves as a top six team. We're not, we're not in that second tier that most people always think we are because we finished eight twice back to back. We need to start seeing ourselves like, yes, we ought to be in the top four because Man U are not, are not great. I mean, mm. th this season they've been really poor. Mm. They're not great, but I just think sometimes the fan base, we don't really hold, hold this club accountable enough. Mm -hmm. um, Vinay came out saying um, we've overachieved and you know things like that. And I don't think we've overachieved. I think this is where we ought to really be. We should be, we so should be fighting for the top four. At the start of the season? Where did I think we will finish? Yeah, so before Brent, the game before Brentford, where did you think? Before we Brentford, finish? I was thinking we'll be in the top four, honestly speaking. And why? So because we've spent a lot of money and we don't have European we commitments. Before Brentford, you know, before Brentford, we were still yet to spend eighty million of the money that we spent overall. Yes, but but there were, there, there were speculations that they were going to still buy some more players. They were going to buy Odegaards and they, some Yasus, or, you know, right back at that okay. time. So I was thinking, yeah, maybe if, if we do get these guys on board quickly and they have some um, pre-season games, then yes, why not? Um, we've bought, we've, we've sorted our defence. We, we, we had um, uh, Saliba that we sent on loan and then we mm. got um, Ben White in, which is, yeah. which is good. Um, yeah, but I just felt we should have really, you know, start aiming for the top four, not fifth or sixth. So because we we are we're in the top six. After those first three games, you know, we lose to Brentford because you know in that game we had Saka was on the bench; he was still recovering from fitness. You know, Abamyang and Lacazette both had COVID, so we didn't have them. Thomas Partey wasn't back yet either. Gabriel wasn't available either. Um, you know, we were without and Ketia is also out, so we had to play Balogun up front, of course, if you remember back to that. Yeah. We lose to Brentford. We lose to Chelsea still without our main strikers. I mean, Aubameyang came on for the last few minutes, but Gabriel Martinelli started up front. Um, they dropped Balogun, I think, for that game, so they weren't happy with the performance against Brentford. Um, and we hadn't started signs, you know, Tommy Asu, Ramsdale, uh, Erdegaard hadn't come in by that point either. Gabriel still wasn't back. Uh, yeah. And then we go to Man City and lose 5 0. You know, Xhaka gets sent off. We start, and Leno, Leno's starting in goal still. I think we went with a back three of Chambers, Holding, and Kalasinac was a back three that we went with. Madness. And I sat after that game and I said, I mean, I thought, I, I think I think that Arteta should have gone after Villarreal. And my mind hasn't changed at this point. You know, after Man City, my mind hadn't changed. So after that point, that we've lost the first three games, but the transfer window is now closed and we've spent that 150 million, we're bottom of the league. Where did you think we should finish? I was thinking probably we might finish fifth, okay. you know, or, but and and the reason being was because I didn't expect Manchester United to be this poor. 
that's 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 being honest. I wasn't expecting Manchester but you United didn't know to that be then, this poor. That they were bit. I I I had some sort of you know hunch that they won't be this great this season, okay. but I wasn't thinking they'll be this poor. That that that's being honest. I didn't really see them to be this poor in the sense that they'll be losing some games that normally they should win. So mm. I I just think um um. Arsenal as a football club, we just need to, we just need to be aiming a bit more higher than what we tend to look at, and you know, and 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 also plan early enough because we, I don't think we plan early enough when when we do things. I, you know? I would agree with you about the recruitment and the planning. You know, we should have been better with that, and I'll absolutely hold my hands up and say that's fair. You know, it's a fair criticism. My issue at the moment is that where you've said that, you know, after those first three games, window slam shut, you thought we should finish fifth. But we're fourth right now, and we could finish fourth. So why wouldn't he deserve that new contract? Right. So in terms of the contract, I'm not really against Ateta having the contract, and I'll okay. tell you why. Definitely. I think Ateta has been, you know, scrutinized and criticized by a large section of our fan base because we all know his history. We know his story. You're as good as what people know about you. If Ateta came from somewhere which we had no idea about, maybe Pluto or Jupiter, and he came with this reputation that he's the greatest manager from that planet. Um, I think our reaction towards Ateta will be different. Everyone treats Ateta like, oh, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. I get it. Yes, he's a rookie, but mm. he is a good manager. And I'll tell you why he's a good manager. He's a good manager because I remember when he started with the likes of Frank Lampard and the Sosjas, uh, you know, on paper, Ateta doesn't really look great compared to these other guys, you know, sure. let's be honest. But yeah. he's the last man standing. Let's be honest, he's the last man standing. Soja's is, is, left, uh, Lampard is left, but we still, we're, still, we're still here with Ateta, we're still stuck with him. It's, it's natural for humans to always attack people when they think you're not good enough or because they know, because they have access to your, um, to your profile. And they think, okay, you're not good enough. But I just feel this there's a manager in Ateta, and we just need to give him time. I know this is gonna be hard for so many people to swallow, but it's the truth. I I I see Ateta as someone who's gonna go places, maybe not with um Arsenal, but with time, he's gonna do really well um somewhere in the future. So I think that's one of the problems why so many Arsenal fans keep attacking Ateta because we all know his history, we all know where he's coming from, and we all think he's not the right person for 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 the club. It's so, fair enough. Look, I, yeah, as I say, I think that the, our disagreement was obviously about kind of the expectations at the start of the season. But I think, as you said there, you know, the contract from your point of view was is deserved, and you know, it was the right decision to 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 give him that new deal. Do you what do you make of the timing of the announcement? Just lastly, before we wrap up on on your section, do you think they were right to announce it now? I think they should have waited for the end of the season. Why is that? Because uh, that could because that could be some sort of distraction right now. We we haven't really made top four. We still. We're still on that journey. So I just think we should have, you know, maybe sealed the top four spot first before giving Ateta um, an extension. Maybe two years would have been better. Uh, three, well, if if the club thinks three is okay, then three is fine. But I well, just it's feel... Two, isn't it? Um, because it's, he had one is it, year. Is it two? Yeah, because okay, he yes. had one year left on his current deal. So they only extended it by two years, yeah. For two years, okay. So, so yeah, so I think 
we just need to be patient and let's give Arteta some time and see. I know so many people want us to start winning things instantly, but it's, you know, it's not just going to happen overnight. We just need to be patient. Fair enough. Eze, thank you so much, mate, for coming on the show. Fair play to you for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. No problem at all. Enjoy the rest of your day, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good one. See you later. Massive thank you to SA there uh, for coming on the show. Uh, for those who are a little bit confused, of course, about kind of where SA's head was regarding Arteta, you know, he's not Arteta out. It was just a dis- it was a dispute about the expectation of where we should finish uh, this season. Um, we've got uh, another guest lineup is going to be coming on uh, relatively soon. Um, but as I said, I'm quite open to doing this show for for longer, and I can see that there's you know there's discrepancies in the chat box uh, as well uh, and a couple of back and forth look uh, if you are you know as i've put up on the on the screen a number of times if you disagreed with the point about arteta uh, having a new contract then get in touch instagram dms are open so are twitter just let us know as long as you're over the age of 18 you know you've got a good place to record uh, webcam etc then drop us a message and we'll get you on the show and you can put your voice across and uh, try and help me understand where your head's at uh, with things. Um, but <laughs> chat box are calling people out now in the chat as well. Um, fingers crossed we can get our guest on very, very soon. As we are going to be doing that, let's uh, let's jump into the chat uh, and get some of your thoughts. Uh, Byron says, we are competing with City and the billions they have and Liverpool with a great squad and the clock factor. Let's keep things in perspective uh maximir says i feel it is right to announce the fifth contract extension now it gives the confidence of stability to those extending their contracts and those new ones that we are targeting and that's actually quite a nice segue because it brings us swiftly on to our next guest i'm very happy to be joined you've seen him before on the channel it's isoa how you doing mate you good you well i can't hear you why can't i hear you for some reason um Look at your cam and mic settings. That's often the way to go. Um, settings at the bottom and then go into audio. Just while you're sorting that, I saw where I'll just have a quick jump into the chat box as well at the same time. Um, Aya says, uh, what I don't get with the Arteta out fans is that they come on with no rational and realistic replacements that could meet their demands for us challenging for the title. I think the number of people that have been linked with Arsenal um, from a managerial perspective have been pretty low. I saw where I feel like I heard something then. Could, are you there? No, I still can't hear you for some reason. Maybe try taking out the earphones and go through the laptop. That might help. Do you hear me? I can, but I, I can, can also hear myself. So you might need to turn your volume down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Can sure. you hear me okay? I hear you well, yeah. Can you hear me Yeah, now? I can hear you fine. I can hear you absolutely fine, mate. Um, yeah, it's nice yeah, what's up? No, that's fine. No problem, mate. No problem at all. Um, when it comes down to the timing, you know, of the contract, that's the point where me and you uh, diverge. You're, you're fine with the contract being offered. You're fine with it, you know, continuing with Arteta. But you don't think we should have announced it now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely correct, Tom. Tell yeah, me I... why. Yeah, it, as you said uh, earlier in one of your morning uh, ATM shows uh, that it was inevitable that Arteta was going to get the contract uh, when we were speculating over Twitter about the fact that in the Twitter spaces, I think so, we were talking and uh, you mentioned the fact that I don't think so. He went to Denver where the Cronkies uh, reside there. I don't think so. He went there for transfers when it was getting desperate till the end of mm. the month. Uh, I think so. He went there to... Uh, basically extend his contract and talk about him himself and the project overall. So I, I, from that point on, I was like, all right, if you have the contract in hand, as we have games in hand, and you are positive 
but, but and as we know so far, games in hand does not mean equal games in points when you see the Southampton, Brighton, and the Crystal Palace games. So giving him a contract now is, I feel, a bit risky in the fact, in the simple fact that Liverpool uh, could fall down to Tottenham today, and Tottenham could do a madness as you as we discussed along the side. You know, Tottenham has the capability of. Uh, doing well against Man City and Liverpool, maybe. I think they took points off of them this year too, right? Yeah, they, they drew at home too, too. I think Robertson was sent off, to be fair, in that yeah. game. Yeah, so but we don't actually know if thought Liverpool might actually get all the three points today. Why announce it when you are having mutual, like, palpable enthusiasm that you're going to stay beyond the one year that he was originally contracted for? So I feel like if you already are positive enough, the ownership has positivity in, I mean, the culture that he has built and the way he takes pictures with the whole uh, staff around him when he won the man of the fraud. I don't, I don't believe he won the man of the match that he deserved it. I don't think so. I think so club deserved it that time. But if you see the picture, the way he has built the family type atmosphere around Arsenal and everybody supporting each other, I, he has helped in contributing in that and also developing the likes of uh, the youngsters, uh, Bakayo, Martinelli. But just mind, if yeah. you speak, just I just this is the only part that I just disagree with that the fact that they gave him a Retired. contract, the time, yeah, the timing, the timing of the contract is a bit sketchy for me. If you if already I know argue, that, if if I argue the point, just as to, to you know to go back on this, my argument for why this is the perfect time to announce it is because. One, it removes all doubt about whether or not he's getting a new deal. You know, there's no distraction regarding questions about whether or not he's going to sign, whether or not it means we have to get top four before he signs. You know, it takes that factor away. Furthermore, you have a Leeds game this Sunday. You know, to announce it now for the majority, and I believe the majority of the fan base are, are happy about this extension happening. Um, I think it's a very small but loud percentage of people that, that don't. Um, and I think that, the, in, especially in the stadium, there is going to be a big reaction uh, to this news on on Sunday, and that kind of mental boost for the both the players and the atmosphere going into such a crucial game is is also really good. And I think that when it comes down to transfers, you know, transfers aren't talked about just when the season finishes. You know, transfers are being talked about weeks and weeks ahead of the window. And for a player looking to come to a club, the earlier that you are assured that, you know, the manager is, is staying, that a new contract is done, you can say it in negotiations. Eddie could go into a negotiation and be like, yeah, he's staying. But as, without any kind of official announcement, there's always going to be that doubt placed in the mind of any possible transfer target. So my argument is, is, is thrice. Uh, and they're kind of the reasons why I think it's the right time. Why, what is it about those that you would counter to say that it isn't? And you know, you don't have to, but what are they? What do you think they are? Uh, there's uh, uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Simple as that. I mean, yeah. we, we don't, we actually don't know that we're going to get top four. That's the thing that I constantly lament because we are speculating, we're talking about it as if we have already reached that point. I don't know if we're going to actually gonna. I, I try, I try to be positive, of course. I want Arsenal to do well. But wanting Arsenal to do well and what they produce on the pitch is going to be totally two different sets of opinions or facts. Uh, basically, yeah, Tottenham, if they do a madness today, I don't want them to, of course. But if they do a madness and then the North NLD is going to be the next time on their home ground, uh, you don't know if you toss it up. We don't, don't know. know. But what's the yeah. worst that can happen? Also, what's the worst what's that the, can happen? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, what's the worst uh, that can happen? The, the, 
that we don't make the Champions League. Mm. That's that's the worst thing that could happen yeah, yeah. because uh, the fact I mean Europa League. I I don't count Europa League. I'm sorry, Tom. I don't. <laughs> that's fine. That's no, fine. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, Europa League is what Conference League was eight years ago until a bunch of teams that fell out of the third uh, group stage spot, heavyweights came in and started winning it, and then it gained a couple of legitimacy points. But it was always the Champions League for Arsenal when we were basically hibernating in the Champions League spots the whole time. That's when we lost a sense of importance for this competition mm. and we, we made it like, oh, fourth cup trophy and whatever. Sure. That's when Arsenal was stagnant and then suddenly there was a drop-off in Ars mm. the last year of Arsenal. Yeah, I, I, so, I don't like being in the Europa League. I want to be in the Champions League. I can't disagree. Yeah. My argument is in saying, what's the worst that can happen? As you said, the worst that can happen is that we, we don't make top four. But we yeah. all know that a contract's going to be signed. There's no Arsenal fan out there that really felt like we'd finish fifth or sixth and he wouldn't get a new deal. I think we all knew that was going to happen, right? So what's the why is it so bad about finishing, you know, why is it so bad to finish outside the top four and then give it at the end of the season? Because if he if he's handed that new contract at the end of the season and people are unhappy that we missed out on top four, surely then people would see that timing of announcing it at the end of the season as, you know awful you know because we've missed out on what we wanted to achieve and yet we've we've handed him a new deal so surely announcing it now and removing all doubt about whether he's going to get one if we finish in the top four or not removes that that chaos that could happen if you know what i mean i understand what you mean especially mm. especially when yeah arsenal are guilty of doing this a lot when uh, yeah. it comes to the end of the season they post the season tickets and stuff like that uh, and they increase it so yeah, but and you, I get your point that you're saying this gives it a bit of a ramp up time, and and uh, like the temperatures won't flare, and everybody will be going out in summer and knowing that fully well, well aware that Arteta already has a contract. You can't do anything about it. But uh, as I said, uh, if you want to negotiate for the players that you actually want, the big players that you're talking about, I mean, Eddie was talking about Champions League. It's a big carrot that you can dangle in front of all those big players. That's saying, okay, you are you want you are a big time player. You want to come to Arsenal. We're building a part project with Arteta. He has secured Champions League football with not the best players around him. He has to fight and struggle. By the way, that is also his fault too. That three games of Southampton, Brighton, and Crystal Palace. When we're talking the January transfer, that's another topic, but mm. that was part of the reason I feel like I'm hesitant not to give him the, I'm not not to give him, not to give him mm. that time of extension. Like, what has he earned? I, I think that those three game? games, though, you know, you lose you lose both your starting fullbacks. You then lose Partey for the Brighton and the Southampton game. You know, I, I think that there are mitigating circumstances. And to be honest, the way we played against Southampton, you know, we've played that well against that Southampton team and won. The Martinelli goal against Brighton that never was, was a joke. Like, that should have been given at halftime. And I think if it is given, you know, we probably go on to win that game pretty comfortably. But it's... That those three games, I think, get pulled up unnecessarily. But what I, you know, what I was a bit frustrated to hear was obviously that they handed him their contracts after those three losses. That's when they offered him the contract, and I was a bit like, why, why then? I get the idea of going. You want to show commitment, and you want to show that wow, you like you've lost three games, and we're going to offer you, but. One, why tell people that? <laughs> you know, that's only going to bring up, you know, why exactly. tell people that? Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. But Tom, yeah, that's a fantastic point that you have made right now. I mean, him admitting that, why would he, if he's a company man and he likes the concrete, why would he admit such an embarrassing fact? I mean, okay, you get that you're emotionally beside yourself 
oh, they gave me a contract when I was in the worst times. No, no. Don't admit that if you're a company man. Keep it to yourself. Keep it between you and the companies. Yeah. Don't talk about it. I mean, that's embarrassing. Like three defeats in a row to, a, to teams that we thought that we're going to actually beat. Uh, you cannot you cannot talk about it in that public of a manner. You cannot. You, that's fodder for the times when we lose again or we might lose again. That's not good for that's not good for him and for the uh, for the ownership, which I don't really like. I don't care for. But that's not a good idea to announce that you are. Oh, you got the contract when you were losing three games in a row. That's bad. It is bad. It is bad. Uh, so, well, thank you so much, mate, for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time, as always. Uh, we may not see eye to eye on this topic regarding the timing of the deal, but no, no. what we do agree on is that he got that new contract, which is you know, yeah, positive. He had, to get the, he had to get the new contract. It's not but ifs and buts. Uh, no, he had to get it because he's the only person that actually give, applied himself. Ancelotti wouldn't have the time to get the whole culture of the club to actually re-establish it in his in the image that we once knew Arsenal was. A yeah. person like Arteta had to do it because he would, that's his first job. He, it's a club that he loves. And he was willing to sacrifice nights, if not weeks, for him to actually get this club way, the way it is. He actually loves the club. If you get a person like Ancelotti or Conte, they'll be there like for one year, two years. If the results don't go their way, they'll just parachute off to the next club. Arteta is the perfect, I think so, type of personality that, yes, I want the responsibility and if it goes my way, so be it. But I will go from the ground level till all the way top to the 58th Burj Khalifa, whatever. I'm going to take this. I'm committed, that committed to take the club that far. So I think he's the whole person. Yeah. Yeah, you raise a lot of points that I agree with, mate. Um, and you know that because you watch the show. <laughs> but yeah, look, yeah, I, I think that we're going in the right direction. Um, and I think that the contract is, is you know, it was, it was, it was a necessity um, in a way. You know, my preference was maybe to wait um, to offer it, if you know what I mean. My preference was to kind of see, let's just see what happens in the summer because this is, I'm basing a lot of my faith on, a, on a 12 months, you know, the summer of 2021, um, the impressive performances this season. So while my preference was maybe let's wait, you know, a couple of months, just see what's going on in the summer. Probably not realistic, but that was only a preference. But the fact that we've offered in this new deal, you know, like whilst that was a preference, it's not meaning that I'm against it. And I think a lot of the points that we've made today certainly say that as well. But so I tell people they can find you, mate, and uh, and yeah, give yourself a shout. Yeah, yeah. This time I'm I'll plug the Discord. You can find me the Discord. I'm not there that active this time around. Uh, <laughs> And Twitter also, yeah. So thank you, Tom. Yeah, we might, this topic is not about oh, we're not managing eye to eye. It's not about that. We mm. want the guy to succeed. Uh, we want Arsenal to succeed. Yeah, but, uh, I'll tell you what. It's a struggle trying to find people that are willing to come on and you know say the opposite, which I think probably says quite a lot. <laughs> to be yeah, fair, yeah. I've just yeah, had exactly. a, someone message me asking to come on, and then it turns out they're Arteta in as well. So you know, it's 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 tough finding these people that are willing to come on and have a chat. But, but as, you, as, 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 yeah, Tom, as you have you shown, like Arteta, when, it's not about Gunnar Talk, it's not about, let me do a quick advertisement. Gunnar Talk is not a place where, uh, it's not an echo chamber, like you said, you know? Mm. I mean, if you if he, the guy deserves criticism, we're going to criticize him really badly. I mean, the way he did with Jaka, the Europa League, yeah. and then the, bright, the last the Brighton game, game. The Brighton, Brighton game. game again, doing yeah. it why would you do that again? And that's why you might see people contacting you initially in the DMs and and then like reneging on that, basically. If mm. you use that point, that's a good point. Yo, uh, Arteta out, use that point. I'm giving you a free 
<laughs> there you go. He's given you free ammunition. He's given it yeah, to yeah. you. You got to come on. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate your time. Um, I'm sure we'll catch up soon. And thanks for being in the Discord as always, fella. Have a good one. You too. See you later. Massive thank you to Isowa uh, for joining us as always. He's a great guy and you can find him in the Discord server, as he says. Despite not being that active, if you prime away, you'll be able to find him, I'm sure. Um, let's jump into the chat box a bit because um, whilst I've had a couple of people message me, uh, it turns out, like Chris Carrick in the chat, who I saw all of you giving a bit of stick to, um, it turns out he's Arteta um in <laughs> so you know it's, they're a rare breed they're a rare breed this arteta out it seems i can't what i will do is i'll tell you a few um messages and comments that i've been getting previously um on the videos have been like from an arteta out perspective and yet i asked them to come on the show and you know i asked them to come out let's come and have a chat let's let's talk about where you're at let's talk about where your head's at and it's always, no, too busy, can't come on the show, you know. And to be honest, people ask and people use specific names. And me and Dan Potts, for instance, you know, we come and have a chat all the time. Me and Sophie from the Ibis have a chat all the time. I am only going to be willing to chat to people that are respected, respectful, you know, and come on and talk about Arteta and criticise without swearing, without being abusive. That in itself is a, is a skill that it's turned out to be in the world of football, to, you know, be able to criticise um with without swearing and being disrespectful and abusive it's, it's definitely a skill um let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box john says why are people comparing arteta with managers like klopp and pep etc this is arteta's first manager's job where klopp etc have been managing for many years john to provide a bit of context i think that this is probably about the fact that we should have gone for a coach of that kind of caliber in a lot of people's minds. I mean, if you'd said to me that, you know, Klopp's leaving Liverpool, Pep's leaving City, and we can have one of those two over Arteta when Arteta took over, I think it would have been mad to say no. But the reality of the situation is that wasn't feasible. You know, <laughs> Pep and Klopp weren't available, and they were. And when they were available, that's when we messed up, you know, because we held on for, uh, to Arsene Wenger for too long, in my opinion, and we missed out on coaches like Pep Guardiola, and we missed out on coaches like Jurgen Klopp, when we could have got those in. We missed out on that, you know, and we find ourselves now with Arteta. And the reason why I'm, you know, I'd even say I'm slightly regretful of being really doubtful after the Villarreal game and doubtful after the Manchester City game. Because whilst I thought at that time, and I did show saying I think that any other big club would move on from those players, maybe it's this impatience, maybe it's this just this tired nature that I've got with Arsenal. It's been so long. Since we won a t since we won a title, um, I mean, I was ten years old, you know, when we won the invincible season, and so for a lot of younger fans, I think that frustration grows. Um, I think I think younger fans sometimes get really awfully criticised at times as well, um, because obviously they weren't around necessarily during the golden era, so possibly you know. Yeah, it could be argued that their standards cannot be this high because they've never seen Arsenal in this way. But actually, you know, the younger generation of Arsenal fans, you've got to have a hell of a lot of respect for them. You know, th these are these are young fans that have never seen Arsenal win a league. And that there are fans all over the world of a younger generation that support this club, having never yet seen in their adult life, if, even in their teenage years, Arsenal win a title, and yet they're still Arsenal fans. You know, if anything, you've got to have more, <laughs> more respect for those supporters. Uh, A says, for me, when we lost Tierney and Tomiyasu, we should have, have played a back three to accommodate Cedric and Tierney. Again, I think there's arguable errors. Um, Chris says, get Curtis. You got Curtis Shaw. 
we follow each other on Twitter, you would have seen the tweets. If Curtis wants to come on, if you want to tweet Curtis, I'm more than willing to have a chat with him. Uh, more than willing to have a chat with him about Arsenal and Arteta. Ollie says, I was two when the Invincible season happened. This, this is what I mean. I like how, that's the last title that we won, Ollie, and you've never been able to see that consciously and to know that yet we're still Arsenal fans. You know, we suffer through these things as younger. I say younger, I'm 27. You know, I'm turning 28 later this year. I'd like to call myself a younger fan. <laughs> Makes me feel better. Um, but, you know, it's it's mad. It's it's mad to think that um, that the younger generation of supporters uh, that have never necessarily seen those titles and stuff can't have the same standards as people that, you know, so of my friends who are slightly older and have seen, you know, the 90s, even the 71 season, for instance. Um, it's not about having, the, it's not about standards being different. It's about applying context to the situation. Arsenal have made bad decisions for the best part of a decade. More than a decade, we've made bad decisions in the market, with managers. Um, I mean, you could argue that Arteta's appointment in the in the first instance was a bit of an error at the time to, you know, to give such an inexperienced and unknown coach in in the first team management circle this job. You know, that, that's that's a, you'd look at that and think that's a bit naive. Thankfully, he's proven that wrong this season and it is this season to be fair part of the summer in 2020 as well but it's mad to think that we've gone this long without a title and yet there's some that feel there's an expectation or there's a a duty almost a right that Arsenal should be competing for a title now um so there you go. I says, uh, Chris, uh, what I'd made a good point. Fans are critical of Arteta because they view him in the same way they did when he was a player. If Vieira was the manager, maybe we would have a less dissent from the fans. I don't know if that's true. Arguably, it could be. Arguably, it could be the case that, you know, with if we had Vieira in charge, he's got a legacy, got an iconic, legendary status at the club. Would we have more um, leeway? Would we have more time? For, for someone like him, if Arteta had finished eighth, sorry, if Vieira had finished eighth twice, like Arteta did, although, you know, I don't really, the first one's tough to do, pin on him because of where he took over the club in the bottom half of the table. Um, would we have given this much time to Vieira if he finished eighth? I'm not sure. Depends what we would have done in the market. Depends what kind of football we've been playing. Depends what would have happened with the squad. And that's why I think that frustrates me so much is that when I converse with you know people who aren't the biggest fans of Arteta or think he's not deserving of the contract that we've offered and I say we're overachieving this season in my opinion you know we've moved out so much deadwoods that were signed by the previous regimes and the start of Arteta's you know Arteta's taken a hit Arteta's looked back at the signing of Willian and moved him on you know he's looked back at the signing of Pablo Maria Alex Runison looks like those two are going to move on you know, it's self-reflection that we didn't really get. Stubbornness is often a, a trait that people associate with Arteta, but only in certain in certain uh, circumstances. Actually, if he was really genuinely that stubborn, or if he really was, as some people like describing him as arrogant, which I think is mad, then he wouldn't have, you know, mutually terminated Willian's contract in discussions with him. He wouldn't have allowed Pablo Marie to be loaned out. If he was really that stubborn, you know, he would have he would have kept him. And we would be like, no, I'm going to prove to everybody that I was the right person to have Willian in the team. I'm going to prove to everyone that I was right to have Pablo Marie as a, as a starting centre-back for Arsenal. Clearly, he can't be that stubborn if he's going back and reflecting on those decisions and then changing that and bringing in Ben White and bringing in um, 
you know, players like Martin Odegaard, et cetera, or bring in Saka through or give him Smithrow or Martinelli. Martinelli wasn't a player that he signed. Smithrow wasn't a player that he signed. Willian certainly was. And yet he's developed those two into that left-hand side position. You go beyond that. You look at the players that he's moved on beyond that. Kalasinac, you know, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Chambers, Bellerin, um, who else? Mustafi, Ozil, you know, players that people have, have complained at, have wanted to leave for so long. We moved those players out. We then brought in young players like Ben White, Tommy Asu, Erdegaard, Lukonga, Tavares. No, Tavares had his critics, got plenty of them, but, you know, it is a backup position that we needed. We went and sorted it. And in the first half of the season, when we had both our, you know, when we had a starting fullback on the right hand side in Tommy Asu, you know, I think he did well. Ramsdale. How many people judged that Ramsdale decision incorrectly? Pretty much everybody. Nearly everyone. I'm sure there's a few people watching this going, no, I didn't. Um, fair play to you if that was you. But so many people. Not only that, but, you know, he's reduced the wage bill. He's reduced the, the average age of the squad. He's brought accountability into the team. Uh, I think it was Luca who came on first, said they would have Genduzi back. I personally wouldn't. You know, I respect the fact that you people would take Genduzi back because of his quality. But I just think it was wrong place, wrong time, wrong club, wrong time, wrong coach, wrong time for Genduzi, and, and it wasn't going to work. And it's not necessarily going to work. If it was a different coach, you know, I'd have, I'd be more open to it. If Arteta wasn't the coach anymore, and you say we got rid of him after Villarreal, and still Genduzi went on loan, and we had a different coach, here, then I'd be more open to it because I think there'd be potential for it to work out. But there just isn't. There just isn't, you know, the potential for that deal, that player to work at Arsenal now, whilst we have Arteta. You know, there isn't a player that's bigger than than the manager in this sense, especially Genduzi. If we were talking about a Messi, Haaland, Mbappe level player, that is the reason why you're competing, the reason why you're in the top four, the reason why you're wherever you are, and it's down to one player, and, you know, the manager's holding us back in that sense, then sure, then you can have an argument about, you know, leaning towards keeping a player over a coach, but not when it's a 20-year-old that, let's be real, did struggle at Arsenal. I really struggled to kind of define Genduzi when he was at the club and to what he really gave us. You've seen at Marseille when he's given what he needs in that team under Sam Pauli, a coach that trusts him, a Sam Pauli that's willing to, you know, be patient with him, then sure, you can see what he's capable of, but it's just not, it's just not what it is. I says, Tom, you're losing, a you're fighting a losing battle uh, with the Arteta out fans. <laughs> I haven't got a battle. I, uh, I'm on, I'm here by myself. <laughs> you know, we've only had Luca, who's, who's been brave enough to come on and fair play to him. Um, it's it's not a battle at the moment because the the opposition haven't really turned up. Uh, there's been plenty of opportunities for them to turn up, but not so far. Oh, um, this is a DM from Yosef on Twitter who says, "Hey Tom, can you please address Arteta's stubbornness with regards to players? That is my only fear with regards to the contract stuck with William made uh, way longer than he should have. We got rid of him after the first season, Yosef." I don't think that's necessarily sticking with him long with he should have. He got rid of him after the first season, stuck with Aubameyang way too long and recently stuck with Laka until he was out with COVID. Um, and that is my fear, but he is better. He is the better manager out of the available ones, to be honest. I really think it's, I really don't think the reason why we're keeping Arteta or that we should keep Arteta is because there is no one better. And you see that argument quite a lot, don't you? You see, um, you see the argument that who who do we get? You know, if we get rid of Arteta, who do we get? I say that, you know, I'd, I'd ask that question, but that's not a reason to not change him. You know, not changing Arteta is, or rather having the opinion that we shouldn't change Arteta should not be based upon the lack of options out there to replace him with. If that's the reason why you want Arteta 
to, to remain as Arsenal manager because there aren't the options. I'd argue that there are options out there that, you know, it's worth taking a risk on. If that's the only reason that you've got for keeping Arteta in the job, it's because you think that no one else could do the job because I could point you towards coaches, you know, that I'd be interested in seeing what they would do. Christophe Galtier being certainly one of them. Um, I'd like to see what Marco Rosa at Borussia Dortmund might have done um, with this team. I know it's not been a wild success at Dortmund this season, but I still would have been very interested to see what he could have done. Uh, people will bring up Graham Potter. I don't necessarily think that he's the right person uh, to take Arsenal forwards. Antonio Conte, you know, like there are coaches um, that I would say that's not a reason to not get rid of him. The reason why you keep him is because of all the things that we've just talked about, all the things that we've just listed, all the things that have been achieved over this year. I think that a lot of people pin it on the, the, the eighth place finishes. You know, I think a lot of people pin it on the the standards of this football club. A lot of people pin it on the fact that, you know, we should be up there and at the moment we're here. And I get that. I really do understand that. And if you think that Arteta has not got the capabilities to take us to a title challenge, I can't disagree with you because we've not got the evidence yet. You know, we've not got the evidence yet to suggest that he can take us there. But what we do have the evidence of is that he can progress us. And if we're progressing, all up until the time that we stop progressing, you know, there's the chance. There's the chance that he can take us there. And that's what it is. And I think I discussed this with Dan Potts on the Lee, on Lee Judges TV. Um, his point, his argument was that if you're backing Arteta to get us to where we need to go, it's because you think that no other manager could do it. And I disagree with that point of view. The reason why people back Arteta is because they think he can is they think he can be the person. Not because there's no one else that can, because they also think he can. Because to you know to think that another coach could, sure, I think another coach may be able to take us there. But I've also seen enough from Arteta to tell me that I think that he also could. There's evidence to suggest he can. I'm not assured of that. I don't know that. But there's evidence that gives me encouragement that he could. And that's, that's where I'm at. And that's why I'm where I'm at. We are... Reluctantly, I have to say, um, we're going to round things off there. I say reluctantly because I am disappointed. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed. That said, uh, I was about to say I had a request, but it's an old request. That's your show. Um, I am a bit disappointed, you know, um, that the uh, that those that are very anti-Arteta, especially those that turn up in our comment sections and chat boxes, did not decide um, to take up the offer. Maybe we'll have to do this a different time when they're more available. If you've watched this show, and you've gone, ah, oh, I was working. I could have taken Tom to the cleaners today on this show, and maybe you could have done. Then do comment and let me know that you feel that way. But, you know, only if you're willing to come on the show and have a chat about the manager, um, because I really struggle to find people. <laughs> I really, really do struggle to find people. Anyway, um, I hope you have a fantastic day, people. Uh, we've got a big, big game to watch this afternoon, this evening. Really looking forward to, fingers crossed, Liverpool doing us a massive favour. Uh, I, I haven't taken a day off this week of the shows, which means I'm usually due to do that tomorrow um, of the 8am's. So I may not be doing an 8am tomorrow because we have done six in a row this week, in fairness. Um, but I will let you know. I'll put a post up if we are. Obviously, you'll see that in your sub boxes if we are doing it tomorrow morning. Uh, I don't think there's going to be another show today. I haven't got one planned. But uh, if it does, you make sure you'll be able to see that on uh, on Twitter, at the Guna Talk TV. And, of course, on Twitter, on Instagram, you can follow us, although I'm not the most active person 
uh, <laughs> on Instagram, it's fair to say. So, but you'll still be able to send us a DM. And as I said, if you've watched this show back and you're frustrated that you couldn't get on, then leave a comment. And tell me that you would be happy to come on and have a debate about Mikel Arteta and, and explain your reasons as to why. Uh, if you know of someone that you think would be a good person that you know that isn't abusive and that can remain respectful, then I'm always happy for a chat. Um, so thank you for tuning in. Drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. And uh, as always, up the Arsenal. <laughs>Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.